Welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand, a podcast for leading financial professionals or rainmakers and their teams that offer support for securing a successful future. From marketing help to staffing structure, listen and subscribe for actionable insights from advisors and skilled professionals alike. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand. I am your host, Matt Seitz. Our special guest this week is Josh Freeberg, and we will be covering event speaking tips for financial advisors. Today, we're going to be discussing ways that you, as an advisor, can present yourself better, engage with your audience, and Mm. confidently deliver valuable information that will be retained, ultimately helping you convert more prospects into clients. Josh may look familiar to many of you. He has been an MC at several of our events, including our Mastermind Collegium in Cleveland last year and our recent Orlando retreat. His company is called Your Event Elevated. Josh, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, really good to see you again, Matt. We talked about this in Orlando, and I'm glad we're doing it today. Yeah, I I know. I was just thinking we were chatting a little bit beforehand. The last time we caught up was in Orlando. It was good to see you again. And yeah, I think we were chatting after that of, your engagement with the audience. And I was very envious of what you were doing there and and how you work with the advisors there. And you brought up that you work with several advisors in in terms of getting them comfortable and sharing tips Mm -hmm. with being in front of an audience or one-on-one. And I I think that ultimately led to our podcast here today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I enjoy doing it so much and I've been doing it for so long, but most people are super afraid to do public speaking, right? But there's actually a few easy ways to get past that and get into your expertise and what you're great at by learning to serve your audience. I think we're going to talk today about how a lot of advisors can make that shift if they want events and speaking to be a like a lead magnet for their business or an ability to build better relationships with their clients and customers. And I think it's just going to, it can be such a powerful tool for creating business and creating relationships if you can learn a few little things. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll, we'll start exactly with that. You are so comfortable when you're speaking publicly for mm-hmm. anyone in our audience that's seen you, they know that it's, that's what's bringing us here. That is your superpower. But has it always been that way? Like, how have you gotten to the point where you are right now, where you are so confident speaking publicly? Yeah, so there's probably two parts of that. One, is it natural for me? Yeah, kind of. I grew up in a family of storytellers and joke tellers. And like, you had to fight for attention in those rooms, right? So probably that gave me some of just the, the verbal skill. That said like nerves are still a big part of it. And anxiety is still a big part of this, even when it's somebody who does this full time, right? Like, and and we're going to talk about that, I think in a little bit, but it comes through reps, like anything else. It comes from learning best practices. It comes from deliberate practice, right? You, we've talked about this before. There's this thing in our culture that we know about called the 10,000 hour rule, that it takes 10,000 hours to get good at something. But Golf courses are proof that just doing something a lot does not make you good at it, right? <laughs> what Kay Anders Erickson said in the, the research that came up with the 10,000-hour rule, which was later made popular by Malcolm Gladwell, is he said it took 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. And so what that means is not just doing something, but it's doing something and then reflecting on the experience. It's doing something and getting feedback on it. And so I spent years in Toastmasters groups. I was in a 
group of Toastmasters for Speaking Professionals. I've spent years speaking to very small audiences, to anybody who would let me get in front of an audience. You mentioned that's part of your story is just going and speaking at Rotary, speaking at the chamber, getting those reps in. And then to this day, Matt, if there's something like particular that I want to do, or there's like a high stakes speech or presentation I'm giving, I will video record it and watch it back. Like I tell people, don't practice in front of the mirror. That doesn't do you any good. Right. Practice in front of your camera, watch it back. That is, by the way, that if there's one hack that, and I didn't think to talk about it until just now, video recording yourself, delivering it and watching it back is the fastest way to improve as a speaker. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I know you and I were chatting before and I was sharing how I got started public speaking and it was just going around doing the smaller chamber events, things like that. And yeah. It was hard because after the first few, I was just going on my own and I'd come back and my like, how'd I go? I don't know. I think it went well, but you, yeah. you, you don't see that. So it wasn't until I started videotaping myself to get that feedback. Of, yes. I did this well. I did not do this part well. And now you right. work on. So whether you're videoing yourself or having a coach or a consultant, someone like yourself that can give mm -hmm. you that consistent feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. When we say about working with advisors and, and the advisors that are tuning in or in watching or listening today, they're meeting with clients and prospects consistently, and they're very right. comfortable with that, but maybe not so much, maybe struggling a little bit when you get to in person or on a webinar, things like that in front of a crowd. Is it just nerves or have you discovered when working with advisors, particularly like, is there something else that's hindering that development or confidence in public speaking? Well, I think nerves is certainly part of it, right? And there's two things that I'll share, and then maybe a bonus one. We'll see if there's three here. There's if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> the first is around nerves. And I just, little thought experiment here. Think about the last time you were nervous about something. How did that show up in your body, right? I think most people would say, oh, I was maybe like sick to my stomach. I was, my heart rate was up. I was breathing weird. My hands were sweating. I was shaking, right? Okay. So that we would put all of those symptoms under nerves, right? Nervousness. Same question. Think about the last time you were really excited about something, right? How did that show up in your body? Oh, my heart rate was up. I was shaking. I was sick to my stomach. I was like, I couldn't wait for the, I was just thinking about, we went to the Lion King, this, the stage show the other day. And even that, like, as it was getting ready to start, I was all so excited for it. Same symptoms, right? Yeah. But different word that we use for it. So when you start feeling those symptoms of that, you could choose to tell the story that those are nerves. Or you could choose to tell the story that this is excitement, right? That you're actually looking forward to this, that you're anticipating it. And then use that energy, redirect that energy into what you're doing, hmm. right? Where instead it becomes a lot of wasted energy if you're like scared about everything, right? The other thing I'll say on this, Matt, this will maybe be the second thing, is if you're over nervous, it's often because you're concerned about your performance. You're concerned about how you look. Do I look good? Adults want to look good and be right. Mm -hmm. So you're concerned about looking good and being right in this new environment that maybe you aren't as 
familiar with. What I realized a while back was that your audience doesn't care about your performance. Your audience cares about themselves. They care about their family. They care about their work. They care about the difference they're making in the world. So they actually want you to do well for their own sake, right? They're rooting for you because they spent the time to get in their car, drive across town and in the rain to hear this presentation on retirement planning. And by the way, they need that presentation to go well for their retirement planning. They want to learn something. They want to make decisions based on what you have to share as the expert. So they're rooting for you. They're not waiting for you to fall off the stage. They aren't waiting for you to make a mistake and judge you. They want you to do well. So if you get up and don't worry about performing and looking good, but instead concern yourself with serving them, now it becomes the nerves just kind of will go away. Now you're in excitement and use that energy to serve those folks. No, that, that that makes total sense. And it maybe is easier said than done for some of them. So is there, are there differences in approach and delivery on how they should be doing this when they're trying to communicate and present effectively to make their message more about the audience than themselves? Yeah, I think a couple things on, on approach, and then I'll give one that maybe is particular for your advisors, right? That I just think that advisors might lend themselves to this. So one thing is know what you want to say first, know what you want to say last, right? Like get that really dialed in. Because then a lot of times, if I sat down with any one of your advisors and said, hey, tell me like one of the, like, what's the most important thing I need to know about, we'll stick with retirement planning, about retirement planning. We couldn't get them to shut up for two and a half hours, right? Given enough rope. <laughs> they, <laughs> they know their stuff. But for the purpose of this particular gathering, right? This event. Yeah. Know what you're going to say. And then use that as a coffee filter, right? right? Use that as a filter. This is what I want these people to leave with today, right? This is like the one message I want them to leave with today. And no matter how interesting it is, no matter how clever it is, no matter how funny it is, whatever else, if it doesn't get through the filter, don't say it, right? And then once you've built like, okay, this is what I want to say for this presentation or for this event that I'm doing, for this conversation I'm going to lead, know what you're going to say first, know what you're going to say last. And they should, by the way, point to that filter sentence. And then there's one, and this one's just for advisors, right? Or anybody who tend to work in like category in, in, in areas of expertise where there's right answers and wrong answers. Can I say that? I'll say it that way, Matt, right? So this is going to be tax advisors. This is going to be right. Financial advisors like you, I find that engineers, analyticals tend to have this challenge. The right answer most often to the question in your world is it depends, right? That's the right answer. (laughs) Almost all the questions. But here's the thing. There's also what's called the 80% answer, right? So if an audience member raises their hand, they ask a question, don't go into the 20% of exceptions. Just say, hey, obviously there's exceptions and it sounds like we need to sit down and have a one-on-one so I can look at your particular situation. But for the benefit of everybody that's here, about 80% of the time, this is the right answer. And then you can feel yourself doing it and you go, but don't do it. Just <laughs> Resist say, it. 
resist that and just say, because no, by the way, here's another thing. Nobody cares how smart you are. They don't, right? They care, again, they care about themselves and their needs and their concerns. The And what you can communicate in that is, because let's pull back the curtain on this. If our advisors are doing some sort of an event, the goal is business, right? The goal is to earn, I mean, the first goal is to educate the folks sitting in front of me, right? Is to help right. them leave with information or the ability to make a decision or take action based on what just happened. But so what we want to, like the message behind the message is I have the expertise to, to help you. You don't need to know the answer. You need to know who knows the answer. You don't need to know every decision and every little piece of this. You need to know who knows that. And so you can communicate that by saying, hey, here's the 80% answer. By the way, there's also about 15 different exceptions to that. So the most important thing is schedule a 15-minute appointment with me and we can visit this com this conversation. Well, that makes so much sense. And really the first point you made there too, about the like the first and the last thing, you and I yeah. talked about that in the open beforehand of things that I had gone through earlier of like how to get over the nerves and mm -hmm. a lot of the advisors that I speak with that they just need to get over that hump. That was a great tip or point that you had brought up to me is, Hey, as advisors, all of you listening today, like you are so good at what you do. You are yeah. a lot of times the smartest person in the room. You just got to get over those nerves of getting up there and presenting. If you can do what Josh did there, knowing and memorizing, this is the first thing I'm going to say when I get up there, and this is how I'm going to close. Once you get up there, those nerves magically kind of tend to shed off while you're up there. Absolutely. Yep. So I guess on that topic, Josh, as they are educating in that sense of advisors is obviously everyone wants the lead generation, the workshops, things like that. But so many advisors, especially these days, they understand the importance of being thought leaders in their community mm. and their target market, creating more content at educational events, things like this, like podcasting. Can you talk about how the and why the right delivery is so critical to establishing their brand and reputation with their market? Mm, absolutely. One of the most brilliant professors I ever had in college, this guy knew everything. I mean, it was just an um, amazing vault of knowledge in his brain. And every student in his class hated his classes. And it was because he literally sat in the front and just droned monotone and read his lecture. It was the worst, Matt. <laughs> we need to learn to make a distinction between our expertise, right? Our subject matter yeah. expertise and the, and the value of the content and our ability to communicate it, right? And those are different. Those are different. So here's the thing, the way I think about it is you could be a 10 out of 10 on your content. You could deliver the most brilliant thing that's ever been said about, fin about financial advising, right? About people's financial worlds. But if you are a two out of 10 on your ability to communicate it, mm -hmm. it, you will be perceived based on that too. The weird thing is the opposite is not true. The opposite is not true. Is if you are an exceptional communicator, 
but you're talking about fluff and nonsense, people go, wow, that was really good. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And in our world, right? Like the highest earning financial advisors are probably not the best financial advisors, right? They're the best marketers. They're the best sales, but they're the best at getting clients in the door and communicating, right? And I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying- yeah, it, It's a level of entertainment that's involved in it. I mean, people love yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Now, and that's, again, not to diminish, like, so yeah. it, to your question, right? If you care about being a thought leader, if you want to do that, improving your communication skills will help a lot. Now, it's not, and, and I don't want to say that somebody needs to make a full-time job out of being a speaker in this space. Yeah. What you can do, though, we talked about recording, right, is record your stuff. If you're wanting to do the social media thing, right, <clears throat> great. Grab your phone, get a good stack of books to set it on, right, or maybe a tripod. And then I really like the one-take-wonder perspective. Now, it typically takes six, eight, 10, 12 takes to get that one take, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you could start there with just saying, I'm going to do a 60 second video three times a week about one, one thing that I think my people would really benefit from. And then start putting in those reps is going to make you a better communicator. And now when you want to put together maybe a live event or a virtual event, you're going to get 20 people on Zoom and share with them the state of the market or what they need to be thinking about in 2024 or tax season. Now you can do that because you'll have these little bits and pieces that you can string together and, and make something really valuable for your audience. I love that. Those are great tips for them to utilize when they're talking in front of an audience. But as that becomes to your point, like not just that becomes who they are in terms of their brand and their reputation. Now it's easier to replicate when you are doing things like podcasts and videos and things like that. It's mm -hmm. not just your stage presence. It's that becomes who you are in all of your communications like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's a great point too, Matt, is like, I still have a little bit of radio voice when I start speaking. I did find myself slipping into it in the transition between our pre-conversation. <laughs> and then when you were given the official intro, and I went, wait, the whole point is for this to be and, and the faster you can get into being who you are, or at least yeah. being a version of who you are, and not trying to put on a character, I think you're going to have a lot easier time doing this. Yeah. And I think for as an advisor, for those listening, that's what builds the trust. Because we all have that other hat of we're all consumers. We all have retirement funds that like you want to find someone that you trust. And if it seems like someone is up there putting on a show and you can't yeah. relate to them, do you want to, do you want to entrust your future in them, your family's yeah. future? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what getting into the events themselves, what unique mm -hmm. factors are at play in events that impact the direction that they take when they're up there presenting or even before they're presenting, we talked about some things that you might do when you show up as something ahead of time, especially for larger audiences to, when you're showing up to present a larger audience than expected <laughs> in some oh, yeah, cases yeah. to, I guess, acclimate to that beforehand or during the presentation. Any tips there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times these are going to be venues where maybe you're not the host, right? You're brought in mm -hmm. as a guest speaker, or you're going to be part of like a panel. 
or something like that, where you're maybe not in as much control of the space. This would maybe be different than if you're hosting 20 of your clients at, at your at your office or at a local restaurant or something like that. But if you're going to be in a large event, there's a couple key things to do. One is, and Matt, you reminded me of this because you do this practice too. One is walk the space. So if you can get there early, if you can get there before the audience is in the room, go up on the stage, figure out where the stairs are, know where the sound is going to be coming from, practice with whatever microphone you're going to be using. If you're in a room over 50 people, you really want to request a microphone and make sure there's one. If you're going to be, if it's going to be over the ear, if it's going to be lab, if it's going to be handheld, like you want to practice a little bit with that and hear what that sounds like when your voice is delayed over the sound system. That will give you a lot of comfort with the space. And if possible, take control of the space. If there's something you don't like about how the chairs are set up or there's something blocking part of your view, like take control and like make it comfortable for you. Make sure it's a space that's going to be, that's going to serve your audience. The other thing is once it starts, like it's perfect. Once it starts, it's perfect, right? And well, let's do this. Talk unexpected, right? Matt, you're a star in this story. Is Mastermind Collegium in Cleveland, right? There was a big intro video for you and Jason. And was it Dave? Was he the third one? Yeah. And you guys were going to come in in superhero costumes. And there was like laser lights and loud music. And there was this cool intro video. And then kaboom sound. And then you guys were going to run onto the stage. So the big laser lights, the video, the kaboom sound, and nothing, right? No Matt to be found, no Jason to be found, right? So I'm still mic'd up, and I just went, all right, here we go, right? And I had, in the time it took me to run from the back of the room to the front of the room to go like, well, what are we going to do now? But remember, the audience wants it to go well, right? The audience wants it to be They know a mistake was made. They know that right somebody something there was a miscue no big deal right they don't care and so i got up i asked some question and had him do a quick turn to your neighbor thing because as i got as i took those last couple steps before i started i just said to myself this is perfect this is how it's supposed to be this is because it is i can't change it at this point. exactly you can't change what's happening yeah Yeah. And so when you get up and here's the other thing, your audience doesn't have your notes. They don't know what you're going to say. So when you get up there and you forgot what you were going to say, just start talking (laughs) like (laughs) because they don't know. And and so you don't. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot my place. What was I going to you're shuffling papers and you're all over the place. Like that makes them, that's going to make you more nervous. It's going to make them more uncomfortable. Just take a deep breath. Say what you'd like to say next. Yeah. For all they know, you're right on script. They- you're right on script and right on time. Yeah. And and so, and then just and enjoy it. And again, when you come from this place of what will serve this group, not what will make me look good. And then things will go more easily. Yeah, no, these are great tips. And for our audience, I hope you're taking notes or taking stock in a lot of this, because I know as a C2P community, we just we covered kind of the other side of this in a recent coffee break, which you can check out as a, as a 
podcast as well as we do the recordings of those, but talking about how to have success with a lot of these events, whether workshops or webinars in terms of the promotion of these and your call to action and things like this. And, and Josh, what you're bringing is the delivery side. Like this is the yeah. side that the, that your audience is going to remember to get them to decide if they even want to take action with your call to action. Hi, this is Matt Seitz, your host of this Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand podcast. We've had a fun and informative discussion so far with our guest, Josh Freeberg. So much so that we've divided it up into two episodes. Make sure to catch the second episode, which will be going live Wednesday, March 6th. And if you're not listening to this after March 6th, check this out on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was brought to you by C2P, an organization whose purpose is to educate, train, grow, and support holistic financial advisors so families can achieve true prosperity. Never miss an episode by subscribing now to discover new resources and strategies. Visit c2penterprises.com to learn how we can help scale and secure your business. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening or viewing. The contents of this piece include options and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.